here hit the ground running jay-z nfl let's go yeah i really still don't fuck with the nfl and i don't really care about that I, honestly yeah i don't fuck with the nfl still and no, I, I don't fuck with the nfl i understand that aspect. i don't give a fuck about jay-z uh whatever like i saw the deal and i was like yeah whatever cool so money's still important to him no one is surprised I mean, good for him. That's about as much as I have. I just, I feel, and and Jet and Scar, I know it's your boy, so I figure you may have an opinion on it. I don't. You really? I don't care about the NFL. I, I don't really care about the NFL. I the 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 whole Kaepernick thing is just fucking done at this point so like there's nothing there's nothing really to see there um got a settlement still wants to play but maybe you need to go play somewhere like i didn't stop fucking with the nfl because of the whole kaepernick thing though that was a factor i stopped fucking with the nfl when i realized that they had known about the benefits i'm not the benefits excuse me the detriments of cte since the 80s and were like nah we're not going to try to protect our players i quit fucking with them then and i'm done with them pretty much forever as far as I'm concerned because that shit is shady. I, I knew motherfuckers who went to the NFL. I knew motherfuckers who played and like wanted to go to basically a death trap. So like why would I support what was the majority of black players just basically being thrown into a death trap without any fucking like warning, without any fucking way to protect themselves or even like the bare minimum knowing that that's what they were going into. The fuck would I support that dumbass organization for? Bro, fuck keep it 100. Whatever. The NFL is like the closest thing we have to the armed forces or Vietnam. Like, you know that there's a very good chance that it's not going to go well for you. So when you have people who are like, this is my life goal, this is my dream and all that, it's like, why? Why is this what you want to do for yourself? Like, this isn't the healthiest thing. You're not going to get paid what you think you're going to get paid. It's No, it's... It's more the modern version of like Roman gladiators. See, that's better because I was going to say Vietnam. <clears throat> I mean, it's closer to gladiators just because of the fact that gladiators were all slaves. And I mean, like, that's what they're treating the players like they are. I mean, they're just a product. And honestly, like, again, I just don't want to support an organization that treats its, its greatest asset as if they were just 
a meat grinder. That shit is just not cool. Um, and I never will be okay with it. Yeah, I was always more of a fan of like playing the game and interjecting myself into the game than I was actually watching football. Oh no, I won't lie. I enjoy I enjoy playing it. I enjoy watching it. Like I I won't sit there and pretend like I didn't I didn't love football. It it brought me honestly fo- leaving football uh, lost me friends. It, I I was a writer about it. I did a whole podcast about fucking fantasy football. I have uh, up until I quit, I played fantasy football. I started playing fantasy football when I was 18. So that was like almost half my life of playing fantasy football. And when I finally walked, it was after I, I sat around and I fucked around and read a full expose about the NFL and all the shit they had done. And I was like, uh, can I support this? And I realized I couldn't. Can I kick it? Yes, I can. I'm in, I'm in video games. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fucked with all of it. I love the vi- I love the video games. My, I, I mean, and I, again, there were whole friendships I found out. It's for, to an extent this was kind of like a, a good thing for me, but I found out there were whole ass friendships that were only based around our uh, mutual love of football. So, like after I quit uh, watching the NFL, after I quit playing fantasy and stopped fucking with with it, like there were friends who were like, "Oh, we can't keep in contact anymore because like we have nothing to talk about." And, I mean, I get it. And I say that like sort of sarcastically, but I mean, I kind of, I kind of didn't realize it until after I I quit. I was like, oh, so this friendship was fully based on the fact that you need to have 12 people in your league. Dope. (laughs) Yeah, that's a friendship that feels a lot like the uh, ones where there's like a addiction, drugs or something like that. And when there's no drugs involved, there's no communication left, which coming from where I'm from is like depressing as fuck. I don't know. So I, I don't know if I would put it at the level of drugs because it's drugs, especially in the case of, of like, no, I'm not saying that like, well, more like a straight up addiction. Yeah. Like I would put it, actually, I would put it at, I would put it at this. Uh, it's almost like a forced social interaction. So these are all people I knew in real life, you know, work with. And then like, you know, it's one of those things when you're, when you work with someone uh, and you're looking for, because in all the scenarios I've lived in, there was a limited uh, amount of people to interact with uh, outside of Alabama. Like, you know, I was in Korea. There were a limited amount of people to interact with because, you know, English. Uh, even here, like socializing is, is a problem here. So like there's a like you kind of are limited like, oh, I work with you. You seem cool at work. Uh, you want to do this other thing outside of work. And that's how a lot of my friendships have built Mm-hmm. here in seattle and i think that's like a, a lot of the the fantasy football leagues i was in were built on that same basis and i don't work those jobs anymore nor do i live in those countries anymore in some cases uh or cities and then i feel like uh some of the 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 real relationships that were only based on football uh we started off with like stuff in common and then like we just kind of grew apart but football was the one thing that we still you know, a lot of it, like, we're still Falcons fans. And so, like, there are actually some some people who keep, who keep sending me, like, Facebook invitations to join a Falcons group because we were Falcons fans together, but we have nothing else in common anymore. And when I walked away from football, it was like, that's when it became glaringly obvious. Like, oh, if I'm not a Falcons fan, what do we have to talk about? So what do you do in your life? Oh, yeah, I don't fuck with any of that. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's... 
I will say this. Uh, I say like I lost friendships, but I feel like like I've just refined the ones I have, like the ones that I still have. Like every time I walk away from something and then like the friendship falls apart, I feel like that's just kind of refining what I had because they, they weren't really friendships to begin with. They were just like associations. I have a lot of those. I have none. Uh, as, as I look in my life, as I get older and I look and I realize a lot of the things that I thought were friendships back in the day, a lot of things that I would have taken as a friendship back in the day are nothing more than just associations and affiliations. And so it's like, do I want to take the time out to refine them, as you say, or do I just want to keep playing this game where every so often we have a moment where it seems like it's something more than what it is, but really we're just playing the game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it sounds like, one hundred percent for you. It sounds like your your life in podcasting. Yeah, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Like I, I've realized that, and it's always been my fault. It's always been like that's always been my number one issue in podcasting is that I'm constantly reaching for more than what's there, and so it's like I've I've almost gotten used to the feeling of my hand getting slapped to an extent when you find out that what you thought was supposed to be there isn't, but it's now spread out. Like the podcasting people that I thought that I had that relationship with are now Facebook and Twitter and all these things. It's like, this isn't, not only is this not what I was looking for, but this isn't healthy for me at all because I keep looking to make a relationship out of dirt and dirt uh, or rather sand and sand, for those of y'all who don't building, know, is the hardest thing to build a foundation a relationship on. Huh? Building a relationship on sand. Yeah. It, it's a, it's an impossibility. Like, it's not going to ever happen. I don't know. I feel like, well, I mean, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying, like, I feel like, uh, like, the the more I go through life, and I guess I've always kind of had this disposition, like relationships and friendships are nice, but like they always feel like luxuries to me where it's never, I never want it to feel like something that I have to have. And, and I, again, I bear with me. This may be a really unhealthy uh, attitude that I have. I'm just explaining how I feel about it. So I'm not saying like you should feel this way, but friendships have always felt like something that I did not have to have. I liked it when I had it. And when it went away, it was just, well, that was nice for when I had it. And I've always just kind of had that mentality about it where, uh, and I never feel like there's not going to be another friendship around the bend. And I don't mean that to say that friends are, aren't that I have now aren't meaningful to me. It's just, I understand that this shit isn't meant to last. Like people move, people die, people get upset. You break up, you, you drift apart. Like I never expect anything to last. Right. <laughs> and I guess I, I approach it with the mentality like this is great while we have it when it ends that's okay too because we still had what was great and it doesn't diminish it because it's over now it still was great when we had it there's a lot of things that I enjoyed that were great and now I don't have anymore 
And it doesn't diminish how great it was. If anything, it makes it a little bit better because now I actually appreciate a little bit more when I did have it. Well, yeah, no, in in, in that regard, you're absolutely right. Like if, if you, Jay, if you, Scar, and I didn't do the show anymore and we fell apart, we would still have every moment that we had. We would still have everything, like like going to your wedding and, 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 and just having the opportunity to be around y'all and actually vibe with y'all and grow with did y'all. Did you go to my wedding now? But there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, like, wait, wait, did you go to my wedding? Is that what we're calling it? I feel... Nigga, I would throw those cakes out to, the window and then who went to your wedding? You went to my wedding like... like I went a, to your like wedding a, as a server, as a worker, but I was still you there. You went to my wedding the same way that like a drive-by shooting went to the reunion? It went to the precursor. Like if I drove by and shot at a reunion, I couldn't say I attended the reunion. Well, let's put it like this. My bank account says I went to your wedding. That's true. You did. You, you were in town. My bank account, which is still trying to recover... Says I went to your wedding. That's true. And I will say, I, I keep joking about it, but like you did, you did indeed bring the cake. So, so I, thank you. Yeah, that's you didn't bring, you did, yeah, you did bring the cake and it was dope that you brought the cake. The cakes, like multiple levels of cake. As it turned out, we only needed one because the cupcakes uh, crushed those cupcakes, man. God, like I, if I had known that they were going to outshine the actual cake, I would not have gotten the cupcakes. They were supposed to be like aperitifs. Yeah, so anyway, um, I am, what I was saying was, in those relationships where, you know, you have moments, like we've had moments, we've had actual insights and growth and all that kind of stuff. Those are beautiful. On Facebook, I don't have those moments with a lot of people. I didn't have those moments. I had a podcast that um, I was hoping would turn into a moment, and they weren't, and it never turned into a moment. But before that moment fell apart, they were already on my friends list. Well, a couple things. I think the first is that you were hoping for it to be a moment, and I think, like, like the the thing I equate it to is like uh, uh, telling jokes on stage because that's obviously what I'm into right now. Like every t- like I watch a lot of comedians and I do this sometimes too. Uh, when they write a joke, they think this is going to be where everyone laughs at. And as and the difference for uh, whether or not a comedian is good or not is as they're telling the joke, <clears throat> where they expect people to laugh at and where people actually laugh at, how they adjust to that is what counts, right? So I think sometimes when you want something, uh, you think, oh, this is going to be it. I'm going to do this thing. And then bang, when it doesn't happen, like where you adjust at, like there were a lot of, I think, friendships and relationships that you got out of your podcast that like that it wasn't the way you thought it would be, but it did happen. And there were a lot of interactions that came from your podcast, both good and bad, <clears throat> that again, weren't where you, what they, you thought it would be, but it did happen. And to an extent you did adjust for that. And I think like, you had some some longer term things that may have uh, ended later, but still had longer term relationships that that stretched out of that. So I don't think um, I don't think that was necessarily a, a quote unquote uh, failure or it didn't happen. I just think it it didn't happen like you thought it would. Um, and then the second thing, realized I was I did not think I was going to say that so long. Uh, the second thing I'll say is, uh, and I, I say that by the way because like we're friends now because of your your podcast. So it's not like it didn't happen. It's just maybe not like you thought it would. You know what I mean? 
But the other thing I was going to say is that, like, uh, this is a relatively long story, but uh, one day somebody just face like Facebook messaged me out of the blue and was like, Hey, uh, Jay, are you the Jay from uh, this place in Mississippi? And I was like, no, actually I'm from Alabama. And was, but I know people in Mississippi. He's like, Oh, are you related to these people? He listed out some people. And I was like, Oh no, I don't know any of those people. He was like, all right, cool. And I was like, yeah. He was like, Oh, well, thanks for being cool about all this. I'm like, you know, whatever. Why would I be a dick about it? you've mistaken me for someone? And we just kind of kept Facebook messaging me. He found me on Twitter. We kind of like, he like DM me. He was like, Hey, is it cool if I follow you on Twitter? You just seem cool. You're funny. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And so like, you know, and then long story short, uh, the dude, as it turns out, um, it came to Seattle. We met up and like hung out. Uh, and now we like regularly text each other. See how I, I texted, I kept checking, followed him like, Yo, how you doing? Uh, and we have a legit friendship out of it. Wait, 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 wait. Do you check <laughs> yeah. in on him to see how he's doing? <laughs> Yeah. You son of a bitch. I check in on you too. I know I'm joking. That's what I'm saying. Like I check, I like, and I was like, Hey man, how That's you doing? Dope. And, and then like um, came out of it. It sounds like the, the, the woman who was texting everybody about, Hey, uh, the, the baby was born, uh, come over to such, such hospital to see the baby. And the black dude is like, uh, you're not my grandma. <laughs> and then yeah. it's a full on relationship. That's what I'm saying. I'm- and, and the, 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 the grandma thing with the thanksgiving yeah which is beautiful yeah because like they've done done pretty much every thanksgiving since that's what i hope hope he taught her about seasoning i feel like you can't look for it but at the same time it's there are instances where that type of thing happens and a lot of it is um when stuff like that happens just you know being open and cool i think if we're all open and cool with each other, this would happen way more where you're like, yeah, I just, this person's just cool. And we're friends. As it turns out, uh, he is a, as a singer and did not know this was in, in LA and is in show business as it turns out, as I sort of am as well. So it turned also turned into like a friendship. And then later I found out like, Oh shit, we both are kind of in similar industries. And that also turned into like a, a professional connection. So like, it's, it's weird how shit happens is what I'll say. But the other thing I'll say is like, yeah, it can happen. You just, I don't think you can make it happen. That's the the, the catch. Like you kind of have to, it just happens. I will say this, you can be like super reciprocal to it or like receptive and just be like, ah, man, universe, bring it. But that also means you're going to run into some, some horrible shit. Cause I've also had horrible shit happen. Cause I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm cool with everybody. And then later I'm like, I shouldn't have been cool with that person. <laughs> it's <laughs> that happens too, but you got to, you know, good with the bad. Yeah, I just don't have a whole lot of friends. Like, I, like with all of this, like, I just don't have a whole bunch of friends, and I'm cool with that. I, I, I just want to remind you that I know your middle name, and you should be happy that I haven't told anybody. No, you should be happy you haven't told anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that post uh, popped up on my memories. I, it popped up on mine, too. <laughs> last, it was a one day last week, right? Yeah. Yep, it showed up. Oh man, I can't believe how many people showed up to help out. Is it Alexander? It's, and your initials are Mac. No. Is it? It's Aloysius? a It's a made up name. It's not. It's not a real name. So it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing you would. It's nothing you. Would. Nice. It's a made up name. Yes. Is it Lemangelo, like Limangelo? No. It's, oh, it's man. Not, 
That it's not happened. stupid. Yeah, no, I know people who are named that. Oh, that name yeah. happened. Oh, I, know, I knew two twins. They were Lamangelo and Orangelo, and it was lemon jello and orange jello because apparently their mother only knew those two flavors. Mm. How come? How come everybody says that? Like they know somebody who, or knew somebody who knew somebody. Because I, don't know, no, I went to work. school. No, I went to school with them both. This isn't. I like. I legit know them. Like, well, I don't, I think one of them's dead. But the other one is alive. The, the other one, one of them died from drugs. Why am I laughing at that? One of them died from drugs. <laughs> one of them died from an overdose. <laughs> no, no, not that, not that kind of drug death. One of them uh, was slanging and got gone down. Oh, I thought you were gonna say one of them like shoved dry ice up their ass or crack up their ass and to keep it from the police and the the baggie popped and that's that's always one of the biggest risks how, in those prison shows. Look, first of all, you have I thought you had been to prison. You should know shoving something up your ass does not keep it from the police. They go into your ass when you go to prison, guys. Just so FYI, they search you. They really search you. Um, it's yeah, not I fun. I don't remember if I got that far. Oh, I got that far. It was not fun. I was not happy about it. They also yeah. made me, uh, I had to put on prison underwear, which, um, fun fact, that exists. I didn't know that existed. I wish I had known before. Someone tossed me a pair of little fucking panties and we're like, put those on. <laughs> <laughs> I was really upset about that shit. And they were like, safety yellow. And I was like, why the fuck am I underwear safety yellow? What? what? You wanna. <laughs> like, can I not just... Get like, give me brown. Make them brown because we all know what's up with these underwear, bro. Like, I'm, I was furious about the whole experience. Uh, would not do it again. Ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Prison. Ten out of ten would not visit. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, reservations were not kept. Um, People would go to their table and stay there for years. Uh, <laughs> would not visit. I think the worst part of prison. Oh, I just needed it for the prison talk. I think the worst part of prison, a hundred percent, was the fact that uh, all of the sandwiches came with only Miracle Whip. <clears throat> right. And it's like, man, fuck y'all. I can't get regular mayonnaise. It's already a bologna and cheese no, sandwich. No, I, don't, I don't like mayonnaise. It's a bologna. And, well, if you're going to give me a goddamn condiment, it's a bologna and American cheese con- like sandwich on fucking multigrain with Miracle Whip. I have, that's the fucking, that's torture. And then like they had like a little baggie of carrots with it. And I'm sitting around like I have a bag of carrots. This one dude's like, hey, man. You want to eat your carrots? And then I had this whole moment <laughs> where I was like, yo, is this like for real prison? Or is this like where I can give people carrots without being a bitch? <laughs> like, Because I don't want these carrots. Do I have to eat these carrots? Oh, man. I was like, do I need to be able to eat these carrots so I can see in the dark? Like, And I had a whole... <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> I ate the carrots. All right? I was like, nah, man, I'm going to eat my carrots. <laughs> Just because I was like, I don't know. I just feel like that's the safe way to roll. Just don't give nothing to anybody. Yeah, you had to, you go eat your cornbread moment. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck Jim Pop forever. Um, <laughs> never go. <laughs> uh, I feel like I should write that down. That's relatively funny. I would say so. 
Uh, also, uh, shout out to me for getting off probation last month. That's pretty dope, dope. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 what? Um, you mean for your job? No. Wait, what? Yeah. What'd you do to get put on probation, Jay? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that I'm off, though, so. <laughs> Let's just say that it didn't happen anymore. Well, not yet. I got to wait another uh, five years and then we get that record expunged and then it really wouldn't have happened. But for right now, let's just say I'm off probation. So, um, you can't, I'm you in can't this, see it. I'm That's in me quietly sipping tea. Since you don't want to talk about that. I'm not spilling this tea. I'm so, um, I, I am in a group in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are. A lot of people are. This one is one of those mature conversations with adults type groups. You Don't know, trust where, those groups. I would never join. Because, okay, here's the thing. I never believe anyone who goes in with the intention of having a mature conversation. No, these aren't, these aren't like... It's not like titled that, right? No, no. Okay. It's, it's called Real Talk. It's, it's like, mm. it's, it's Real Talk. I don't, tr- I don't know if I trust... Oh, Real Talk with people's names? Yeah, Real Talk with Tanisha. It's a comedy group. Okay, okay. I was going to say, I thought it's, like it's the entire point. comedy group. Okay, then um, I'm in. And somebody posted up a poster of something that's going down in Indianola, Mississippi. It's a party on August the 31st. Okay. It's one of those posters, like the Martin Luther King Freedom Twerk Off. Um, this one is called Busting Nuts and Eating Butts Party. The uh, poster says, no phones, no cameras, and no names. $1,000 dick-sucking contest. Wait, wait, wait. All fellas no, no, no. must time, eat time, ass. Time. No, time, 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 time. I really need to know how that's going to get judged. Is it like uh, like from objectively from afar, or is the person who's getting his dick sucked going to have to get his dick sucked a lot of times? That, and, and that wouldn't work because, like, at some point, it's going to be like, like you can't anymore, know. right? And that's what I'm saying. So if, if we're going by, like, oh, who sucks, who looks like they suck the best dick, that's bullshit. I'm not in for that because that, that's, I think we all know there's a difference between looks, like looking like you're going to town and really going to town. And this, th- it is one of those things that, like, you know, if Corinne Staffens shows up, like, everybody's like, fuck. Like, you well, know, I mean, like, 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 like when LeBron walks into the gym, like. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, there are some people who, like, <laughs> really look like they're, like, giving, like, like dope-ass head, but then, like, they're not. Like, well, per- yeah, performance. Like, presentation is a lot, but it ain't everything. Right, but I'm saying, like, is are we going by, like, performance? Or is it, like, a, a combination of metrics where it's, like, ah, oh, performance, how quick the dude comes, how much the dude just, is like, like, let's do it again. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> That's like, weird. Like, like, all that drool ain't doing nothing if you don't have any feeling behind it. I mean... I mean, if we if we're looking at this objectively, like like it it all depends on who the guy is, because like when Superhead made made Mr. Marcus buckle, yeah, you know what I mean. Like when she when she made Mr. Marcus buckle, it was like man, she must got some real okay. Skill. You Come know what I mean? Uh, buckle, he, he may have just did that for the effect. You know what I mean, like. No, it's, no, it's, no, because you can tell his pride was involved. Oh, you like, can tell. Oh, you can tell. Okay, yeah, uh huh. Because there's no tell. way he, it's, there's no way people know how to act, right? Especially not people who are porn actors. 
They're not they're porn not actors. They ain't no damn actors. Okay, so there's no acting involved in porn, is what you're you're telling me. None. Not in not for uh, uh, somebody like so, Mr. Uh, Marcus. He shows uh, up, he fucks, he leaves. Okay. First of all, I feel like you're you're not giving him time. Like I want you to say it to his face. I feel like he would slap you and be like, "How dare you disrespect my craft?" <laughs> He's an actor. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying he. It might have been real. Like you're you're right. It might have just been him. You know, it might have been real. But it could also like been like, "Oh, this is submit this girl's legend." You don't know. Maybe the head was so good, it convinced him to be like, "Let me submit her legend real quick." Oh, and then there you go. Now she's known as Superhead forever i don't know i'm just fucking with you a little bit but <laughs> i'm just a little bit i i question everything in porn like i don't think any of like all of it like i feel like every time yeah once people look at the camera i don't trust any once i saw the question first time somebody looked at the camera and went like this oh and like it was in the wrong moment the wrong time in the wrong situation i didn't trust porn anymore and porn has put me in this weird place where now, like, I'm like, do all women respond to dick like this? And that's what's being captured? Or has porn now caused all women to respond to dick like this? Because we've all seen it and we're exposed to it as, as most cases, been exposed and socialized that, oh, this is how sex is supposed to look and happen, <laughs> which is really fucked up when you think about it. Like, like that response to dick of like, oh, is that like natural anymore? Do we even know? Will we yeah, ever like, know what the natural response to dick is? You know, like the, the women who always respond like it's a beautiful death. You mean like the orgasm or just dick in general? Just dick in general. And they, yeah. they, they like, like they, th- their response and like the sound of it is just, it's like they're being beautifully stabbed to death. I feel like the, because like there's no one who has not experienced porn before they had sex at this point. And I feel like that that's all of our references. And so like, there's just, you think about it, really, there's like probably 40 dudes. And I say dudes like, as in like the directors and the people who, who have the, I guess the, who are the tastemakers in porn, ew. Um, <laughs> those people, <laughs> yeah. Those people are the ones that are just deciding what sex looks and sounds like. Think about that for a sec. Like what sex is, like what what it is, what's art, what it is artistically, aesthetically, but also for us, what it's supposed to look like. That's our ideal. That's what we aim for. That's crazy. Because that, how do we know that's even what sex is supposed to be? And like all the dudes who have issues with like the size of their dick, <laughs> it's all porn. Sex is supposed to be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, that's why like I feel like big up to the people who are like, oh, sex for me is it involves knives and and hot plates. And it's like, what the fuck? All right, well <laughs> See, first you know, we have sex, we get naked and we wrestle and they really mean it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, all right, it's off the beaten path. So I mean, like, how do I know that's not what we're all supposed to be doing? Yeah, like like that time I fell in the rabbit hole on a porn site and like I fell into a website where they do a whole bunch of armpit licking and I'm just like, well, see, I don't even I feel like not even that. Like I'm talking like like just just dirty ass sex that does not involve any like armpit licking outside. is considered dirty to you? Well no, like, I mean like any external input. Cause even with armpit licking, there was someone who was outside the camp like outside that they were filming it who was like, Yeah, now now 
no, 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 go, go back in. I didn't like that one. I think you need to really go in on that. Like, and who's like directing the armpit licking. And like, it, it, at that point, there's still someone externally saying, this is what the ideal is. I'm talking about what would happen if there's no external influence. It's just dick and vagina, man and woman, or woman and woman, or man and man, and dick in whatever orifice, or vagina in whatever uh, when I was like, source you want. When what I was like 14 that? or 15, that would be enough to get me to to get me to bust. Like simple penetration was just enough. Like watching oh. that on porn was enough. Like and it was simple enough. Where it was like all the bush and just little white dicks and no sound effects. Clothed tits were n- up until I was like maybe sixteen. Clothed tits were all it took. It, <laughs> <laughs> it just was all it took. Just just clothed. It, it, it was, I would, uh, I still remember, and the, I mean, whatever, I'm not ashamed of this. Well, I am a little bit, so here we go. I still remember, because uh, I was heavy in the church, um, <laughs> and I would be uh, at like a, a <laughs> in church, and there was, um, hmm, how can I go about this? There was a lady who uh, was like, I want to say she was in her mid-30s, who was fucking gorgeous. Uh, I had a crush on her in the worst way. Every t- Every Sunday, was like 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 an exciting time for me she was just my spank bank like by herself uh <laughs> i shit you not my first my first wet dream i remember uh was me married to her <laughs> fucking her in her and her husband's house <laughs> wow this is sort wow. of embarrassing uh so anyway I, I can't say her name anymore because i just realized i said that but like I, I shit you not, she, from from ages 13 to probably 15, she was everything. And I mean that from a spank bait. I, I was in, I was in a, a, a masturbatory monogamous relationship with her for two years. Um, wow, that's awkward to say. And a little creepy, but I was a teenage boy, so I don't feel that bad about it. At least you had some, at least you had somebody that you like knew personally and that you saw you know what I mean? Like for just, me, it was a lot of a lot of dudes had that Jay Z excuse me miss moment. Where it was just like <laughs> that one time. Yep. Yeah, I'm just gonna call you Yellow Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the next three months is just me and Yellow Shirt. Me and Yellow Shirt having babies. What y'all's babies' names? Red Shirt. <laughs> Lamangelo? <laughs> I just it's it see the thing is my brother used to sneak out the house whenever my parents weren't there. Mm-hmm. So I guess it wasn't really sneaking out the house because they weren't there. So it was like no, yeah, you would just leave is what you but, would say. <laughs> but I was like twelve and thirteen and I was he was like, yo, I'm gonna go out with my homies. Mm. And I'd be like, all right, um, I'm going to play video games. And he was like, nah, because he knew video games wouldn't hold my interest forever, even though they, they really would have. So he was like, here. And he gave me my first porn. What? And so it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> he was like, I know what will make you stay home. Exactly. <laughs> I know what will make. No, in hindsight, I think it was a, a indemnity clause. 
Like, yo, if you snitch on me for going out, I'll tell mom you're watching porn. And I know exactly where to find the porn, and you won't be able to deny the porn. So now we're both knee-deep in criminal activity. Yeah, but because, <laughs> like, he gave me the porn. I didn't even know what this was until you showed it to me. Yeah, but how do you prove that? Right? Oh, your parents, your parents would have believed and you know it. Your parents would be like, okay, <laughs> that sounds right. Both of you are in trouble. How did you know where to find the porn so easily? All right, yeah, no. And then you both would have been down. So as a little brother, I would have approved of that that plan. I have <laughs> sunk the ship on multiple occasions. Like, oh, I'm going down? No, Yo, no. by the way, how's your sister? Going down. Oh, she's dope. Good, good, good. She's good people. I like her. Yeah, it's, it's real talk. I, I, I legit... <laughs> I legit drug her down with me multiple she, she tried to toss me overboard <laughs> to the point where like uh, it got to the point where the first couple times she did it and I was like no we're both going down I can't go down alone <laughs> she, she started just like protecting me she was like nah cause I'll go down with him cause he's gonna take me anyway so I may as well help him out I'm gonna be in trouble anyway because uh, she originated most of my crimes it's <laughs> I was not the mastermind I was the muscle and I knew it I'm like, look, and my parents knew it. They're like, look, you know I'm not smart enough to think of this. Who else is? There's only one other person in this household. Her, Perry Mason music. And then I was cool. I could just go about the rest of my day. That was a, that for me, that was the benefit of growing in a house with four kids. Mm. But, like, you can't be the oldest. That's where you get fucked up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm the same. Good. Yeah, you need, to, you need to have a scapegoat. That's what, and honestly, shout out to oldest kids, because y'all were the scapegoats, and we love y'all for it. And so for the smart oldest kids. The smart older kids, like, knew. My brother was a smart older kid. <laughs> knew how to avoid the, well. My brother was the one who okay. literally, he literally got it into okay. my mom's I head. Back, I need to bring back the compliment insults uh, sandwich. Um, first of all, Derek, I love you, and I think that you're an amazing human being. But you might have just not been a very smart younger kid. But oh again, no, I was I was brilliant. <laughs> no, that was my biggest issue. I was brilliant. But the thing was, my brother also got in my soccer that <laughs> I was like a. Oh, he ate. He look. Look at him eat. Look at it. It was like white people watching us eat chicken and watermelon. Look at him go, mom. Look at him. Meanwhile, he picked through his food when my mom was around. The reason why he did that was so that he could have his friends come over and they would just cook food and eat throughout the summer. And then he blamed me. Well, mom, you got a growing teenage boy in the house, and 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 there's nothing to do in the summer. Of course, he ate all the fucking Hot Pockets. I would have, I would have snitched his ass out. And again, <laughs> again, that's, it, again, that's where I'm saying, like, look, because my sister did something similar with her boyfriend and tried to blame me, and I snitched her the fuck out. And it was like, we both went down. I was like, yes, I did indeed cook uh, six eggs, but it was because your boyfriend who was here wanted <laughs> eggs as well. <laughs> I feel like you need to raise the the pitch of the voice a little bit on part. Yeah, I was much I was much yeah, younger. I did eat six eggs, but it's because your boyfriend wanted, he wanted, he wanted three. I cut three eggs for me, and then I cut three eggs for him, and then uh, <laughs> and, and then my parents were like what? And it was like yeah, yeah. So it was like I was in trouble for not telling them about it, and, and for I had eggs, to deliver and it to your room and knock because the door was closed. Also, uh, the bigger reason to be in trouble, by the way, was the fact that she had a boyfriend that they didn't know about that was in their house. 
so all of the, all the shit I did, they were just like, we'll deal with you later. And I'm like, God damn right. You mean you'll never talk to me again. <laughs> it sounds like y'all got a cold red of, down the hall. <laughs> I am I'm not going to say that I know what was going on because the door was always closed, mama. No, I didn't even have to intimate that. Like my parents knew my sister. They were like, nah, bro, you need to, we got to. <laughs> we got to dead this. <laughs> we got to shut this down quick. Oh man, that did actually. Uh, wow, I'm spilling a lot of family tea right now. That did actually lead to um, <laughs> this whole awkward ass meeting between my. Uh, I think my sister was like maybe 15 at that point, and he was like a 18 year old, and it was like had to meet my dad. Came by because my sister was like, "Look, my parents were like, I can't. It's like I can't see you anymore. I can't be around you, and I'm just gonna go with, with them on this one." So he came to try to convince my dad to like ease up and uh man, my dad's an asshole, first of all, but here's what you my know, dad did. never let off a story. That's like me calling my brother a punk ass. The only difference is I'm joking and I know you mean it. Yeah. But here's what my dad did. Uh, <laughs> my dad went and got a Bible and was just like, come here. <laughs> legit read scriptures to him for like an hour about how like <laughs> about marriage and like Mm-mm. explain fornication to him <laughs> like broke it down like in the Greek word pornea it was what was referenced here which entails all forms of fornication even if uh, someone were to just, uh, for instance, put their mouth on a penis, that would be pornea. And we're against that before marriage. <laughs> it was like, has, is that something that, uh, for instance, you've already done before marriage with my daughter? And did that shit. The poor, poor fucking, and what made it worse is that uh, dude came over drunk because he was like nervous. And so my dad, he was just sweating out alcohol like a whore in church because he was. And I just remember him like walking out and my, my sister saw him as he was leaving. He was just like, nah, <laughs> it never came back. My dad chased off uh, my sister's first boyfriend with the Bible. I, I saw that whole story going much differently in my head. When you said your dad was an asshole and he grabbed the Bible, I thought you were going to say he hit the dude in the face with it. Like one of those big, thick, ones that laid on your grandma's front table, like pick that up and just slap somebody in the face like, with the Bible. Who the hell let the gate open Bibles? Like. Yes. <laughs> one that you that, that would have been better. The middle, the middle of the book. <laughs> that that would have been better. That's like five to 10 minutes of like, you know, maybe a little bit of pain. And then like, you're a little embarrassed. All right. But an hour long lecture uh, with scriptures where you're just sitting there like, uh, what? And he's just like turn, and then he like <laughs> he gave him like a little tiny, a smaller Bible to like follow along in. It was it was weird. Yeah, I had to have a weird conversation with my daughter, and it 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 Did bothered you me. Bible? No, <laughs> um, she went she went to a church camp a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and when she came back, um, you know oh. she's she's with she's with the older kids now. And they were having a conversation about, um, you know, no sex before marriage and all of that kind of stuff. And, and I had to, I had to, I had to kind of, 
I had to explain to her why I thought that was stupid without insulting the the church or whatever. Yeah, is she uh is does she believe in God? Yes, she does. I would embarrass the church like a motherfucker. Ain't nobody gonna put those type of ideas on my nah. Huh. Well, well, she said, according to her, she was just around for the conversation. They were having a conversation with the older kids, but because she's now in that group, she was just kind of there for the conversation. Well, I'm like, if you're like the sex before marriage conversation, the sex marriage or the sex conversation needs to come from you. Yeah, I've, oh, we've we've had we've had that conversation before. So she should already know what it is and what it isn't. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But then, you know, she was asking me about that and I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I had to make an analogy to buying a car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can you can buy a you can buy a car just on site and say, this is the car that I want to drive forever. But if you don't actually test drive it first, like you don't know that once you make that commitment to buy this car and then you get it and the car runs like shit and you, you don't have any connection to the car, like that could turn really bad. So maybe you might want to like, Understand when you're ready. Understand how this car works before you decide to commit to buying the car. Yeah, because what if it's got a little stick shift? You know what I mean. <laughs> what if the what if the, the you know the the stick shift just don't work right and it don't work for you and how you work? What if the car seems to run well on flat land but it can't go uphill and it gives out after like three or four seconds of really strenuous work. (laughs) What if it overheats too fast? (laughs) 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 And for the fellas, what if your car has flat tires and you don't know it until it's too late? (laughs) Oh, I would, I just... I have a real concern with the church and we just went to a uh, service this past Wednesday uh, at our church where a guy who <clears throat> this guy, his, he was, a, he's a preacher and he has two moms and two dads. His mom and dad got divorced and then uh, came out of the closet uh, each of them came out of the closet separately. So his mom got re uh, got into a relationship with his stepmom, and his dad, I think, was just a free spirit. So this dude grew up. Wow. Well, they both. Wow. Yeah. So this dude grew up LGBTQ, and he was trying to explain how even though his moms and dad were all LGBTQ how he had to explain to them that he was a Christian now and that because of him being a Christian, his belief on marriage is that it's something that's supposed to be between a man and a woman. Like, dude, you grew up with this. Like this has been on your face your whole life. Right. And you're just going to disrespect your parents like that. And he said his parents didn't talk to him for a long time after that. But to hear him try and do the verbal gymnastics to try and explain how he 
thought that it was okay to tell his parents of what they were doing, the life that he grew up in, the life that his parents were in this whole time, wasn't what God wanted from him. It just made me like kind of icky. It, it kind of raised my hackles a bit, you know, because I don't know, bruh. It was just one of those situations where I was like, I, I, I would say like the, the idea that you would tell your parents that their lifestyle is wrong even though this is something that you've known, you've been you've been witness to, and in, in some cases not directly, but indirectly, you've been a part of. So you understand how this works, and then to tell them that they're wrong just because you you found Jesus, like really, like is that what this is? Like, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that people just gloss over or fucking ignore. Mm-hmm. And like for you to say, I'm I'm gonna pick this one, and this is for everybody who uses the Bible to be against uh, the LGBTQ. Um, for all of the other things that you could be against, why do you choose just that one? And then the wor- what makes it worse is like somebody posted a um, somebody posted. Um, apart from the, the the part from the Bible that they reference when they say that, couple lines down is the one about basically tattooing yourself, uh, marking up your body. Um, but like most of the people that I know that are about this uh, anti-gay gay lifestyle, um, they all almost all of them have tattoos. It is like just a few lines away from the thing that you keep referencing is the thing that, that you decided to say fuck that I'm not going to I'm not going to hold to this one but I'm going to go a few lines earlier and I'm just going to keep referring to that mm-hmm. it makes it makes no fucking sense at all it it makes none and then like hmm, okay I'm not a believer I'm not a believer then I see your face I'm not a believer <laughs> I'm, I'm not a believer but like the the idea that this is I, I mean, I I wrestle with this all the time, um, you know, because I'm I'm usually around people who are, uh, and then like sometimes they have these conversations, and I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go over here, but like I really because it's it's hard for me not to explode and say what the fuck is wrong with you people. And it's and it's it's like we. I would I would say it, the the difference between me and other people is like I would see the Bible as a guideline. I don't see the Bible as a historical document. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these people believe that this is a historical document, and like I had this happened a couple of days ago. I had a um. One of my coworkers, um, we we were talking about food that food that we could eat all the time, like you know, like you know, like variations of hamburger and stuff like that. And, and one of my coworkers went and got um, his the, his little Bible thing on the phone, and it's it, apparently somewhere in the Bible that says that you shouldn't eat anything with split hooves. And he really tried to convince us that like the Bible says that we shouldn't eat cows. 
and like all of this other stuff and just like weird stuff and it was just and like and he was really serious about this shit like super serious about it and i was like why did you feel the need to do this like why you we were just talking about eating hamburgers dog like what is what is like us eating hamburger have to do with you trying to ruin this aspect of our lives that we enjoy we enjoy eating hamburgers dog like why is why is this a thing for you to be like, well, actually, no, fuck you. The thing that I've learned is that there's a lot of niggas or not a lot of niggas. There's a lot of Christians out there. There's a lot of people out there, but I see it through Christians because they, it's, you know, I see it in their house where you'll be talking about something and they'll never comment. They'll never comment on like nine out of 10 of the things you're talking about. But then you mention one thing and they're like, this is my moment. And then all of a sudden they just go completely ape shit about trying to convince you that their way is the way, the truth and the light. And it's like, bruh, or sis, back up off me. Yeah. And it, um, it just happened in uh, one of my new favorite shows. I just started watching. What show? I, was, I just started watching Designated Survivor. Just now? Okay. I'm going to tell you like this. The first season, excellent. Second season, okay. After that? Third season, I I didn't hate it, but I I realized that, like, it's less episodes, and, like, they, they now have freedom to do what they want to, but they have less episodes to do it in. So every episode has to be about an issue. They went hella far away from the initial uh, premise of the show. By the time they got to the third season, that shit was almost like 24 again. Yeah, pretty much. It's, um, I mean, I, I just found it weird. And a lot of people are really pissed like i'm you know looking up stuff on imdb a lot of people are really pissed uh about like you know the cussing and stuff like that because of course now they're on netflix and not on a network tv show Mm -hmm. um and and like a a lot of people are like were like super upset and i was just kind of like looking at the 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 reviews of like each episode and i was just kind of like why are y'all so upset and then i realized that it was just like it was just it was just a bunch of people that just was just like, well, why you got to put this gay stuff in my face? It's like it came back to those people. It was those people that were upset. Like, you know, I me mean? because like there's there's gay sex. There's a there's a trans lady um, and like all kinds of what happened. Then. Oh, it, it, I think I had a, a thing pop up and said my Internet connection was unstable. I thought that it, I thought that I dropped. No, um, you good. No, it was just, it was like, oh, that's what happened. They introduced these elements that they probably couldn't do on network TV. And these are, and all of a sudden, these are issues that you got a problem with. But it has, I don't think it has much to do with the show. It's just the fact that you just don't want to see gay people or, or trans people and all of this other stuff, like for real. Yeah, and, mean- then, and, and then, and then the, the, you know, the, 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 the main through plot has a racial element to it, which, of course, that's hella divisive. So, 
So I was like, I was just, I mean, I was just looking at like, why y'all so mad? And then it was like, oh yeah, because you were already mad about all this shit before. Yeah, they just needed a a, a match. Yep. Their anger was the uh, was around them like like propane. It was just emanating off them waves and fumes. They just needed something to spark it. Yep. But I I really liked the show. I watched it. I watched all three seasons in about a week. I don't know. Like I think maybe it was the second season where uh, the special agent was on a boat, uh-huh. hiding on a boat and fighting people on a boat, and I was like, "This has nothing to do with." Like I really wanted. I think, it to be oh, oh, I think happy if the it, show was just like The West Wing, but well, see, here's the problem. Here's the problem that I think that they faced. Um, they had that they had that storyline with her in the initial season and then they just had to you know they was like okay so this person is a very popular character um what do we do with her mm-hmm. and then like and then it became it just became like the like the third season is just kind of like uh okay what do we do with her now yeah, let's just give her something else. Like, we'll just have her shift from the FBI to the CIA. Let's just do that. And then, like, it was like, well, wait, wait, do people do that? Like, do you just get fired from the FBI and the CIA is just like, come on down? Like, does that shit happen? You know, it, it's like it's like in the in the TV shows and in the movies, it seems to happen a whole lot where they're just like, we're just going to borrow this person. Like, I know that it happened in The Wire with the police department where they move between the departments without any issue. And I know that that happens, but yeah, nah, just popping up in the, Hey, this person has uh, information about the case that we're working on. So we're just going to fold her into the CIA with no security clearance or access or anything like that. When I can't even go from one district to another school district to coach basketball, like in the same city, you have to get fingerprinted all over again. You have to do all this orientation stuff all over again. But you could just move from the FBI to the CIA with no further issues. Like what? Yeah, yeah, all of that was just weird. And I think I I don't know. Maybe they had a different plan when it was on network uh, of where that character was going to end up. And then it was just like, well, fuck it, we're here now. Like I I I look at Designated Survivor. Um, like I I look at it the same way that I view uh, Tyler Perry Productions. Mm. How the fuck is it possible for this small group of people to have all of these issues all at once, constantly? You know what I mean? Like, how is this possible? Like, every, like, it's, I mean, like, the first season, like, there is so much that happens during this season. Like, I mean, with like, I mean, of course, the, the, the premise of the show is like a bunch of people died. But then like, you that know. That's like, the best premise ever. Yeah, it's like, well, no, it's it's just uh, it's Battlestar Galactica all over again. Well, I never um, saw that, so this is the best premise ever. The one that nobody fucking likes becomes the president. I thought that was dope. Yeah, um, but it's it's and I I saw it the same as Battlestar Galactica. Have you ever seen Battlestar Galactica? No. Okay, so Battlestar Galactica. Um, part of the 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 premise of Battlestar Galactica is there was there was a ceremony to decommission the Battlestar Galactica. And the only person who could show up 
was like the secretary of education. Then the Cylons attacked and killed everybody, and now she's the president. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's basically what happened in Battlestar Galactica. Like, if, and like now this is like it, like a ship that was supposed to be decommissioned is now the only ship that's left. Type shit. <laughs> so, um, so that that was like the premise of the the background of Battlestar Galactica. Like, you know, the the main thing is like. You know, Battlestar Galactica is about the people. It's not necessarily about the space part. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like um, it's one of those things like The Walking Dead. Like you, you think of The Walking Dead as the uh, as the zombies, and really, it's about the people who are surviving this shit. Um, that sounded way more profound than when I thought of it. Yeah, that wasn't profound at all, bro. Yeah, it's it's until I said it out loud, it was just like. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's I mean, I like Battlestar Galactica. There are some seasons that is just kinda like mm, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I really liked it a lot, but I thought I when I first heard about like what happened uh, uh, the, the premise of this show, I immediately thought of Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. But I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um and I, I'm, I'm down for the, I'm down for the next season. I want to see how this goes. I, I like the, um, I like the kind of the, the Breaking Bad of it, um, where you see this guy who had no business being in the situation that he's in, uh, kind of become, uh, you know, try to get in it and do what he can to be a good person, and like the the politics of it all just kind of beats him down gradually over over it all. Uh, and in the third season, it actually changes him. It it changes him into a different person. Uh, I, I that that is the aspect that I like about it the most. And also, everybody's fucking everybody. <laughs> Everybody thumping around. Man, listen. But yeah. No matter what they say, blase, blase, play. <laughs> and I thought it was I thought it was cool that they uh that Cal Penn is in it um because you know he actually stopped acting for a while to go work for Obama. Yep, and as soon as Trump came, he came right back. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to work in this office anymore. I think I'm gonna go home. Hey, 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 guys! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like can somebody call the milf dude? Like we need to make another Harold and Kumar. <laughs> like, hey, 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 guys! Hey, hey! Um, can somebody give me an Uber? I'm gonna go home. Uh, this party isn't fun anymore. Right. Yeah, that white guy over there keeps uh looking at me and dialing nine one one and then doing the the two fingers to the eyes thing. Right. <laughs> oh man, I saw. Have Have you seen the 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 thing where the um the lady called the 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 police on the black dude because uh, at the dog park? Have you uh, seen that one again? No, I mean this happened. I I seen the video last week, but um apparently um this guy was at the dog park. He had two dogs. One of the dogs tried to hump this lady's dog. And she told him to, she told him to leave and he said no. And she ended up calling the police because her dog was assaulted. 
And then what makes it better, what makes this whole thing better, when the police officer gets there, her dog is now trying to hump his. The, I just, like, there's a rumor, a rumor going around that certain states are trying to make it a felony for white folks to call, or trying to make it a crime for white folks to call the police on black people. I really hope that happens. I, I don't know how I feel. I really hope that happens because this shit is getting more, well, it, the, it's getting more and more outrageous. Like, bruh, you, this is what dogs do. Why are you calling the police when this is what dogs do? Because she didn't expect her pure white dog to be with a black dog. You know what I mean? Once you go black dog, you never go back dog. Like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is we talking about here? <laughs> I just, I feel like it's not going to pass because cops would be, I think cops would get up in arms about it. I feel like that's something where the police would be like. Here's the thing that I, I, like a lot of times when these things happen and the police show up and like, you can see like in the recording of whoever's recording the thing or sometimes the body cam footage, like in most of these cases, like the police are just fucking annoyed for being there. It's just like, why the fuck did you call me? Why am I? Why am I here? And like, I, I would think that like at least some of them, maybe even more than half of them, would be down for this. Like, stop calling me for dumb shit. But more than half of them will be upset that they don't get to come out. And I bet you there's cops right now who are hoping to get that call. Uh, yeah. Like, there's cops that hate us enough that they're just hoping that they get that call from a white person, so then they can say I was protecting them, and all of a sudden one of us gets shot. Yeah. And did you see that article where someone just figured out that um, that there are police officers that belong to white supremacist groups? And I was like, there was a whole fucking song about this already. Yeah, I, I didn't even like... It, it, they made it seem like this This was like something that they just figured out. Like, what the fuck do you mean? You just figured this out. There's a whole fucking song by Rage Against the Machine about this shit. Like... So- the people who work forces sometimes burn crosses. Duh. But I'm not the only thing that would shock me about a cop at this at this point in my life, honestly, the only thing that would really shock me about a police officer is if they actually stood up and said this shit isn't right and they turned around when somebody was being beaten by police and they were like, stop. And they were that person, but they won't because they literally will become a social pariah in their office and it's not worth them getting bullied. They're scared of being bullied. And it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to draw the full connection to social media, but there's a lot of people who behind closed doors would say, man, the way that so-and-so got treated by such, such big name on Twitter or Facebook, the way that they got dragged wasn't cool. That wasn't right. But as soon as that person drags somebody else, they're right there in the forefront or they're standing in the back quietly watching instead of actually doing something to enact change. I feel like there are people who can enact change in every walk of life. They just are too scared to want to take that first step to really get into the middle of things because they don't want to risk being the next person to get attacked. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's the same thing with like, um, 
uh, uh, workplace stuff with women. Like, you know, like you could be there and you know, your boss is a piece of shit that, 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 that does all kinds of harassment to the women that work in your office. And then, and you just never speak up because you know, the moment you say something, you're on the outs of your, of your shit. It's just like, people just are, are I mean, I get it. They think that they're protecting themselves, but like, at some point, like you gotta, like, that's what, that's what the, the good part about the Me Too movement was like, they were saying the, the women and, and some men that came out and say like, this shit is happening. Like, and I need, I, I needed somebody to speak for me. And since you couldn't, now I have to speak for myself. And hopefully this will change something. If, if, if anything, it'll change something um, to make this better for the next person. I feel like the whole situation, well, not the whole situation, but I feel like people are scared, like they're going to be the next ones to get assaulted if they stand up and say something, you know, and, and I can't say whether that's accurate or valid because, or invalid, because I don't know the, the area or the lifestyle or the situations that they're in at their job or at their, wherever they may be at. But if you don't say something, then that person is definitely going to keep getting assaulted. Like you may be scared that you might get assaulted or you might get hurt or they you might get murdered or you might get treated like, you know, a criminal or or you might get treated like a black person. But these people are definitely getting treated like a criminal. They're definitely getting treated like a like like a like like the police would treat black folks. And you're just sitting there watching it. So at some point in time, and this is the way that I feel, um, is that at some point in time, you can't just sit back and watch. Like, you can't just say, well, this person or this group or this affiliation is cool with me because they never did anything to me. First of all, that's a shitty reason to be a friend with somebody or to support somebody because they haven't done it to you yet. That's, that's horrible. There's no other way around that. You can't, um, you can't, as soon as you say, well, this person never did this to me, you lose all credibility. One of the worst songs that I've heard from back in the day is one of the uh, SOS band songs, Just Be Good to Me. Yeah, we, we had this discussion a few shows ago. It, it, yeah, because it'll never stop irritating me how that woman's like, I know that you do all this stuff. I don't care. And that's how a lot of us are with folks just at our jobs. It's not just social media at our jobs. Folks are like that. They're like, um, or, uh, at home, you know, you have your significant other is abusing or your, your parent or, or somebody is abusing one of your friends or, 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 or one of your kids, or they're not treating everybody equally or something like that. And you just want to be quiet because you're not the one who's being treated unequally or you want to be quiet because you don't want to rock the boat, but that person needs you. They need Absolutely. you to stand up and be counted for. You know, at, at, if nothing else, they need to know that you are willing to stand for them and support them and help them and love them. Because right now it seems like you're standing for and supporting that other person over their own needs. And these people need you a lot more than this person needs you to say, you know what, even though you're doing horrible shit, 
you type some really profound, funny shit on Twitter. So I'm going to just stay quiet. Meanwhile, this other person now is having like trust issues with everybody because somebody that they thought they were cool with has suddenly turned on them. And then everybody else in that group turns on them too, or their parent turns on them and their own, their other parent doesn't say anything or their siblings don't say anything. So now there's trust issues in the house. In the police department, there's a lot of cowards. Like there's a lot of bullies. There's a lot of bullies in the police department. That is not questioned at all. Every police that I are a lot of the police that I know are people who uh, had wanted to be or were bullies when they were growing up. Were bullies in high school. Were bullies in elementary school. Were bullies wherever. So they became police. Yeah, there's a lot of folks who they just you know that was always their dream job. They were that person when they were in elementary school. They just wanted to be a police officer. Sure, but there's a lot of folks who just wanted that power. Or or the or the one that was bullied that now is in the position to uh, enact their 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 warped sense of justice on everybody else. And doggone it, that's even worse. And yes. you know what? Honestly, I'm just gonna say this again. Real talk. <sighs> Howard, we created that nigga. You know Howard popped back up. Where is he? How is he? Um, he's, he's all right. Uh, he sent me, he sent me a message last week. Um, because I saw him, I saw him, uh, comment on, um, uh, one of John's posts and I was like, Oh shit, that nigga back. And then he just sent me a message. Uh, apparently he is, um, trying to work his way into activism. What? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's literally like W H. It's, it's the, it's the, I mean, I'm, I don't. I don't think I'm betraying uh, some sort of uh, confidence here, but it's basically, um, you know, where where he talked about like where he lived quite often as like becoming the worst place he's that he's ever been. Now he feels like he needs to do something about it. Okay, um, but he also kind of has the wrong idea about how to go about that. And also, like, I guess, I guess weed is legal there, so he's doing a lot of getting high. Um, I just, I feel like a lot of what he turned into, we created. I think so. I think, I think, I think the initial part of it was, I think the initial part of it was him, but the rest of it was us. Mm-hmm. And, like, niggas, I knew it wasn't the... Like, we had moments where it was like, okay, but then it, like, where we were like, okay, we're going to bring him in, we're going to we're gonna try to be cordial, we're going to try and bring him out of this place that he's in. But if you sit in that hole long enough where you just feel like you're the outcast, you feel like nobody wants you around or nobody trusts you or wants to fuck with you, yeah, the dude told fantastic stories. Yeah. He got dragged so many times for that, that honestly, people who didn't even know him, who hadn't even dealt with him, uh, did shows where they were like, I don't fuck with this nigga. I'm just preemptively, I'm just going to say, I don't fuck with this nigga. How do you think that would make somebody feel over the span of time? And as we get older, we really have to look back at, I've been confronting 
some of my older stuff and the way that I used to be on older shows. Um, because there was a show where I, I, I said that somebody uh, needed to get sexually assaulted and nobody called me to the carpet on that. Like I didn't call myself to the carpet on that. It was a solo show. So I just let it ride. Um, and it, it's horrifying to me. Now I heard that a couple of days ago and I had to turn myself off. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I, 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 that's why part of the reason why I don't listen to myself uh, I I can't and like I know that there's probably some fucked up shit that I've said, but like I would I would implore people to not go back for and and like pick out those pieces, but listen to who I am now because like I'm a person and I grow and I I I, I understand things differently and I I, I speak differently. Um, so, so like, don't, don't judge me on my, my past misdeeds, like judge me for the man that I am and the man that I've become. Like that's, that's how, that's how I would approach a situation like that. No, I, you know, what I, what I, and I would say like what I said was wrong and like, that's, it's, and it's fucked up that I have to feel this way about myself, but like I, I did some real fucked up shit in the past. So like maybe, um, Maybe you can hear my words now, and if it, if it's something that offended you, I, I I sincerely apologize for the person that I was. But like, I need you to understand the man that I am. You know, it, it actually helped me understand Kevin Hart really? a lot more. Yeah, that whole situation with the uh, LGBT when he was uh, being told to apologize for uh, what he said. Uh, about LGBTQ folks before he before he was able to be on the Oscars. I think before he was able to host the Oscars, he had to apologize. Um, I mean, nobody else came to me about this. It was me myself, but I could see how he would be like, "Look, that happened way back in my past. I've grown." Like you just said, basically, you just said the same thing that he said. And I never, I never, I, I mean, well, I'm not really a Kevin Hart fan. So like it's nobody it's dope. Is. that never that never really um no I know people who are like serious that seriously ride for this dude even with the cheating and all that kind of stuff like they they seriously still ride for this dude every day um but like you said I I I understand that way of thinking of like no I'm not going to apologize for something that I fucked up before all I can tell you is that I'm not fucking up now oh yeah cuz you a virgo yeah Nigga, y'all do not apologize well at all. That's not that's not true. Now Bro. I have I have learned. I have learned. I've I've had a lot of therapy and I've learned to apologize now. See, so you literally said you had to learn from a I had to I had to, I had to learn okay. I did it wasn't that I had to learn to apologize. I had to learn to sincerely apologize. <laughs> yeah. I had to learn to like specify what I'm apologizing for. Yeah, because that's the conversation. I'm sorry for what? What What are you sorry for? Because if I don't say that, it's going to turn into I'm sorry that whatever hurts you, hurts you. Yes, but like okay, so I, I had to learn that like, you know like there's, there's not a whole lot of people like me. Mm-hmm. Um. So And then like there's a lot of people that are not going to see things the way that I see them only we do for some reason. Um, 
And and did you ever see that list of like um 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 all of the serial killers in their signs? Yep. Half of them are Virgos. A lot of Virgos. Yeah, half of them are Virgos. Um, but like the the what I had to it, it took some time, but it was just like, well, part of the reason that my life fell apart is because I'm a Virgo and I thought I knew everything. Um, and the fact that like, even though I feel like, I, well, even though I know that I'm right about this, that's just not, that's it, just not the thought process that everyone else has. And, and even if some, even something that I know is correct can still be wrong. And like, that was the hard part to wrestle with. Like I could, what do you mean I can be wrong about this? Like that was the the hardest part of like like being the type of person that I am, Virgo, um, was reconciling the fact that I could possibly be wrong. Yeah. That took that I mean when I when I say this, I that took fucking soul searching. Like, you know what I mean? Like it took like some some real ass like deep dives into who I am at my core. And that was one of the things that like, you know, one of the things that therapy actually helped me with, like, I, you know, like there's, there's times when there's times when I know that I'm right about something, but it's not the right time to say it. And like the fact that I said it when I did, which was the wrong fucking time. Um, that is what caused the problem. The problem wasn't the fact that I, whether I was right or not, the problem was how I approached it and how I did not consider the person that I was talking to and what they were going through when I said what I said, because what, what I felt was objective truth. Like, this is a, this is a true situation. Like, yeah, this, this, like, you know, like someone, someone meeting someone, and like, hey, I want to introduce you to my boyfriend or whatever, like that. And I'm like, yeah, this is gonna go terribly. Like, that is not the time to say that, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not the time to say that. Like, this is gonna go terribly. Um, and then, and when it does, like, I, the the worst the worst part is not actually getting my vindication of that phone call when it does go terribly. When somebody's like, you were right. You you're just waiting for that. that moment where you can say I told you so it's not even you were right y'all want to say I told you so I don't really want to say I told you so because I already knew so like the (laughs) we were having a conversation um at work one day and like it was uh it was four of us of the office staff and um two of us are um both black dudes and we're both Virgos um, and then the the two the two ladies, two white ladies, um, they were talking about um, the feeling that they get when their <laughs> child the the feeling that they get when their child says "I love you." Um, and like I was just, and both of us were looking like, "The fuck do you mean that feels great?" Like you know what I mean? And like I don't think he connects to his verbalness as much as I do. But when I said this, when I said this, he lit up like a Christmas tree, like, holy shit, that's right. I said, I'm a Virgo. And like, the the best thing that you can say to me is not, I love you. The best thing that you can say to me is you were right. 
that is the that is 100% the best thing you could ever say to me is you were right about this shit and it's is a weird it, i mean i mean of course i had therapy so i could figure this part out he hasn't um but like the the idea that like someone telling me that i was right about some shit that i predicted a long time ago is like the best feeling to me even more than my child telling me that she loves me and i tell i tell pooh bear all the time i was like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna put you up on the game now and i'm just gonna explain this now you're going to grow into your understanding. And when it does actually hit you, I await my phone call. Yeah, Nisha said that to me before. Yeah, I await my phone call. That's all, that's, all, that's all I really want out of this is I want my phone call saying, yeah, you're right about this shit. You told me about this shit years ago, and I should have listened to you then. You know what I found out that, that didn't shock me, but it, it was just like, oh, huh, huh, how about that? Bella and her mom are both Virgos. They can't stand each other sometimes. Um, I had I had a I had a very difficult time trying to understand my father. My father's a Virgo. His birthday is two days after mine. You know, uh, growing up, I had a very hard time trying to reconcile with like how I felt like I was being treated by my father. But like once I got old enough to understand his Virgoness and why that affects me being one also. It just all just kind of clicked. My sister still wrestles with this. Like my, my dad, my dad passed away years ago and she still wrestles with a lot of things that like, I, I don't anymore because I understand that that was just who he was. And like, because I'm the same, I'm, I'm the same type of person. Like I can, I can kind of see, I can kind of see how he was trying to work through his own issues. But like, no one understands us except us. Just no one. Don't understand each other. We understand each other. You understand each other, but you can't work together. Um. Because if if two girls. Get if two Virgos get into a standoff, will it ever end? I think that's the best way to put it. Um, no, because neither one of us are neither one of us can admit that neither one of us are, are going to concede when we're wrong. We neither can, one of us. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's a I think it's a situation to where it's like at least one of the people had to say like D- go back to what I was just talking about. It's just like, okay, when you realize I'm right, I'll wait my phone call. But y'all are both saying that to each other. Yes. So like, th- that's so the only even way- when they realize that you're right, they're not going to call. Nope. Because they're not going to admit that the other person was right. Correct. But we both, but we're both have we're both having that thought and we're both verbalizing that to each other um and that's the only way that this thing that's the only thing that's the only way that this would stop in the moment is if both of us say okay just let me know when i'm right a lot of times it turns out that both of us were right in most in in some aspects but neither one of us are going to going to admit it i work with a virgo i know 
No, we have two completely separate jobs. I don't think like if um, the lady that I work um, most closely with, both of us kind of do the same job, but she has more responsibility than I do. Like if my Virgo coworker was her, that would be all the problems. All the problem. Yeah, I, I I don't have that issue with Capricorns. I have that issue with Virgos, and only Virgos, and it just so happens that every big issue I've had in my life, for the most part, I have to do some research on other folks, but, but like, Virgos. No, but see, like the, y'all Capricorns would be like, all right, so like we have an issue at work. Um, let's just both uh, go into the break room. We both get in the fetal position, cry for a few minutes, and we can work this out. Like that's how y'all do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, words hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ponder that for a while. We we can work this out. Let's let's both just take a just we're we're both gonna take a break. We're both gonna go hit our fetal positions, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna figure this out. But at least we figure it out. Y'all be no, like, six, we, no, no. The thing about us is we already say, figured it out. One thing I can say: a lot of Nisha's family are Virgos. Nisha's a Virgo, but a lot of her uh, aunts and uncles are Virgos too, and her grandmothers are Virgo. And to see all of them, it's like being in a reality show. Yeah, it's, it's like that um, that meme that keeps being used over and over again with the with the guy from the um, the the motorcycle reality show, always arguing with each other about everything. Mm-hmm. It's that as as a lifestyle. And so I literally lose count of who's not talking to one another, who's got beef this week. Who's about to say something out of pocket? Who's been holding in something for a long time? Who's still waiting to be apologized to? Who thinks they're right? But see, here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff that I can let go. I can I, I can let I can let a lot of stuff go. Telling me I'm wrong is not a thing I can let go. We are going to. One of the easiest things to let go. We we are going to fight this to the death. Like this will, we will go to our graves with like, you know, like I will like, I do like you you. When I die, in my casket, I want all of the people who told me I was wrong, um, to admit that I was right about the situation and put those letters in my casket. Like that's what I want. Like that's what I want. It sounds so stupid, but it's it's so real. I want all of those people. If you show up to my funeral and I was right about some shit that you told me I was wrong about, please write a letter, put it in my cast. I'll read it in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know. And, um, I, and I will continue to look down on you disapprovingly. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I, w- I will do that for that. I believe it. I believe I that part. I, I, I never, I, like, in the afterlife, I never plan to haunt anybody. I never plan to haunt anybody. But I will look on, look on you disapprovingly for the rest of your existence. Like, that will happen. <laughs> I 
When you apologize, do you break out in hives? No. I like I said, I've learned to apologize, but see, here's I feel like the worst thing about it is not so much I mean the growth that you had is I I, I think is dope. I think you're dope. But I think the worst thing was you were a Virgo in the midst of that wild, wild west era of Twitter when everybody was like, everything's got to be public. Yes. But see, here's the thing. I, how I apologize now, I have to apologize for the specific part that I was wrong about. If we are having an, if we are, if we are having an argument, during that argument, I say some fucked up shit. But like, even if the if if I'm if I feel like I'm right about the, the 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 beginning of the argument, I will never apologize for arguing with you. I will apologize for the fucked up shit I said, but I will not apologize for the rest of it because I was right about it. Yeah, I I, I won't I I will not just apologize just to. So when you feel an apology. The other person doesn't get fully fed. True. But the only time, the only time that I do like a regular apology is like, you know, when, when, when I'm talking to my girl, basically, like she is the only person that I will actually just like apologize, like full on just blanket apology because I want this shit to go away right now. So, so does apologizing take a piece away from you? It feels like it. it. It did initially. Um, it doesn't now. It doesn't now. But initially, it felt like uh, like it, it. It felt like a piece of my soul leaving. Hmm. And, and that's the best way that I can. That's the best way that I can explain it. Like it felt like a piece of my soul leaving, having to apologize for something that, especially having to apologize for something that I knew I was right about. And like the 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 thing that I was right about just hadn't happened yet, or like me being right about something and I just said it at the wrong time. So I just so typically I apologize would be like, look, that was the wrong time to say this. I that, you know I me mean? like that that's what it would be like. We have that was the wrong time to say this and it caused a problem. Let me apologize for causing a problem because I said what I had to say. I was right, but at the wrong time. I feel like uh, Morpheus. I'm just like, do you think that's air you breathe? <laughs> like there's really nothing behind them. Hmm. It's just like, hmm, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's that's 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 the that's that's the only way that I could learn to like really do apologies. Like I I, I had to learn to do it in that manner, or it wasn't going to get done. If 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 it was if it's not going to be like that, then it's not going to happen. And that's just how it is. And um, I mean, I hope, I hope that, like, me figuring that part out about myself will actually help my situation, my situations. Um, and so far, it has. But I hope that is sustained over a longer period of time um, because some days I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I, I don't I don't know how to do this at all. 
and it sucks. It 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 sucks to feel like a part of you is is leaving when you when you when you when you feel like you have to concede something that you shouldn't have to concede. But at the other on the other hand, other folks feel like they have to concede their position because Virgos aren't going to give in one inch. And so it constantly feels almost like you're being bullied into changing your platform. Yes. Um, and I've, I've, you know, in honest conversations with my girlfriend, uh, we've had these, we've, we've, we've had these conversations about like, you know, where something will happen and like, she'll make a face and I'll go, okay, what's that about? And it's just like, no, I just don't want to discuss it right now. No, we're going to do this right now because it's happening right now. So mm-hmm. let's do this. And that causes more problems. Mm-hmm. I had, I, there's, there's times, especially, like I said, especially with my girl, like if, if it was somebody else, most, most times I can't leave it alone. But with her, I just have to like, just, just kind of, you know, ball it all up and say, okay, I'll let this go for now. But at some point we need to come back to this. Like at some point we need to come back to this. And and like the the worst thing that I the, the the thing that hurts me the most is okay, we'll discuss this when you're ready. That hurts so much to say that. It hurts so much to say that because like, no, I want to deal with this shit right now. Like right now. But like but like understanding the other person is the hard part about that and like no it's, it's a situation that they, they they can't do this right now so like but even though i'm more than willing and able and fucking fired up about it i have to i have to think about the other person and like i have to consider i have to consider other people and that is the hardest part about all of this the consideration of others and also, like, Libras are so fucking messy. Like, they're so fucking messy. Libras are, like, messy as fuck. Like, their minds just work really weirdly. Like, I'm just kind of like, really? Like, that's that's how you, that's what you got out of this? Like, Libras are messy. And both my ex-wife and my girlfriend are Libras. My wife is a Virgo. Mm-hmm. My daughter's mom is a Virgo. And my um, my, all I've known is Virgos. I've never <laughs> known peace. <laughs> my 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 ex wife married a Virgo, and I am with a Libra. I have never known peace. <laughs> never. I don't feel secure with my life. Just I'm just thirsty. say you just say okay. You're right. Basically. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's like sometimes I want to reach around, you know, tell me, you know, you're right. Like, say it back to me. Okay, I said it to you, now say it back to me. And this no, like, the, the, the most, the most you're gonna get out of a Virgo that's that is like steadfast Virgo is, I understand that. That's exactly what she says. That is the most. That is the most you're gonna get out of one of us is. No, I understand that, but. But. But and I keep having to say, you know, as soon as you say but it negates everything before that and she I understand that. But like fuck. Yeah, I had I had to I had to start cutting out the butts. Um and, and like, you know, this is 
therapy. Like I had to start cutting out the butts because I know that I, you know, I learned that what happens, like you just said, what happens after the butt just completely kills everything that you, that, that you're, they're, they're not going to hear anything that you have to say after the butt. Mm-hmm. What, what in the butt? What, what? I played that at Chris at the church camp for the kids. I was so proud of myself. Really? Yeah. That reminds me. I didn't. Um, I never finished Fractured Butthole. It was a good game. It was a good uh, game. Right now, I just finished um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Part Three. I was in. I'm interested, but it's it's only on the Switch, and I barely use my Switch. Bruh, if you buy it, then you'll use your switch. Yeah, uh, well, actually, it's it's slowing down at work again, so I'll probably have way more time to it uh, to 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 deal with it and like to play and um and enjoy myself. And I'm pretty sure I will. Um, it's just I just don't use my switch very much. Yeah, that'll change. Like you have the games on there, you just need something that's going to draw you in. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance, it was it was. Short. No, I'm not going to say it was short. I think the problem with Marvel Ultimate Alliance, it was a great game. It was a really good game. Problem for me with Marvel Ultimate Alliance is when you have a game like Marvel Ultimate Alliance and it's stuck on a console, like a home console, and you can only play it when you're at home in front of it, then it takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But when it's your main game. And you can take this shit with you. It took me maybe it would if I had played it the way I was supposed to play it, it would have taken me maybe a week, maybe two weeks to beat it. And then there's still a ton of other side items that I have to do. Um, but I had I for those of y'all who don't know, Scar is firmly Nepo. That nigga plays on easy. Yep. Um and I went into this game, and I don't know who I was trying to impress, but I went into a plan not the easy – like, there's two different levels. I played on the harder level. And the harder level does provide a much more realistic challenge. Uh, but halfway through the game, I reached a roadblock or an impasse when I was playing on the harder level where it was just like I get to where there's one hit left to beat this boss, and then something happens and I die. So I went back to the normal level. And once I went to the normal level, it was like, okay, I could just spam this one button and make it all the way through. So if you're playing this game and you feel like you're able to just blaze through it without any issues, up the difficulty. No, because as as like a captain of the Nepo squad, um, up in the difficulty is not really what I'm here for. Um, the fact that it's short, means that I can do this over and over again with different characters. Yes, you can. And that's one of the biggest thrills of it is that there are characters, after I finished the game, There, I had characters who were level 49, and I had characters who were literally level 7 that I can go back in and have a completely different experience because the characters that I used were, of course, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, bitch, <laughs> um, Storm, uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, that's 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 my girl. Um, Luke Cage. Come on, man! You gotta go, Luke Cage. Deadpool and uh, the Hulk. Yo, I. You know what I would love is to, um, you know, like when you 
in the old games. I haven't played this new one, but in what well, I, I didn't play the second one either because I heard it was terrible. Um, it wasn't terrible. It just it 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 bit off more than it could chew. Okay. It was terrible I, in the way that it wasn't like the 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 goal that they reached for. They didn't reach it, but they still reached a pretty high height. Like I would still give that game a seven and a half out of ten easily. Okay. See, I love the I love the fact that like when you pick characters that would conform to a, a specific group, like it would shout that out, like Avengers or something like that. I would love to pick four black characters and be like niggers. Like I would love for that. <laughs> well, well, I heard that there is like like there is supposed to be like when you select these characters, it does say it across the top. It doesn't yell it out, and it would never yell oh. out. But I think there is like a Defenders and a Daughters of the Dragon. I just haven't gotten those combinations yet because there's still characters I still haven't unlocked. Like there's certain, I guess there's like three empty spots that I have on my roster and these aren't downloadable characters. It's like somebody in the game, I didn't go in the right direction to find these people to bring them in. The thing that I didn't like about the game, I went, once you love, once you learn about how the, uh, the syncing up moves works and, and, and how to really get it to flow into just second nature. The game becomes fun. It becomes like a blast. It becomes like a, almost like a ballet. But one of the things that I really didn't like about this game was the fact that no matter who my four were, and again, it was Deadpool, Black Panther, Storm, and the Hulk. By the end, it was the Hulk. He ended up being a level 27, but he was able to do what I needed him to do. Initially, I started off with uh, Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen, and uh, Deadpool. And I switched over and just kept these four as my mains. But running through the game as these four characters, when they would go to, like, cutscenes, it would move to these four other characters who they thought should have been the people you took for this section. So, like... I'd have these four, but then it would go to a cutscene and it would change to like Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Captain America. I don't think I used Iron Man once. So it's just like, okay. And and also, uh, two of the characters that I would have played as separately of one another, they merged them together. So Rocket and Groot are one character. Yeah, like they made Rocket stand on Groot's shoulder, and so he's shooting while Groot is using his roots to beat people up. He's only a level seven for me. I can go back and fix that. But that whole cutscene thing, it just kept annoying me, and it was little, little, little annoyances. The challenge of the game is great. The challenge stages that they have where, like, as you go through, you'll run into, like, infinity, uh, infinity challenges that you can play – as a side mission to build up like um, like experience or to get new costumes for characters, whatever it may be. They are, some of them, I couldn't, they were so hard. Like, and this when I was like a level 49, they were so hard because some of the stuff was timed and I couldn't make it through in, the, in a good enough amount of time. I think that if I went through some of these challenges with a partner, like if, Kid Awesome, Nisha, and, and, and Trip will play with me. I think we'd be able to run through some of these challenges a lot easier. But the computer is stupid. Yeah. That's, that was my issue with uh, Gears Judgment. Gears Judgment, what, it, it, 
it has a mechanic where um you know the there's a there's a trial and what's happening the missions are the explanation of the trial and at the beginning of every mission it's just like are you just going to do what he said or are you going to do what actually happened well doing what actually happened requires some sort of uh twist to how everything works so like it was like yeah we had to go through this building or like the the twist is like there was gas and we just had to blaze through this shit but like the fact that the 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 computer the the computer generated characters didn't conform to like the change Mm -hmm. and like you and when you're playing by yourself you have to do everything by yourself um that just made it extremely difficult and i just said fucking and i just stopped playing well this one it isn't the computer conforms to whatever situation you're in but it feels like yeah what it feels like is like, no matter what I do, I'm getting targeted. Like, even if I'm standing all the way across the screen from the boss, the boss is marching towards me while my computer characters are beating the shit out of it from behind. Or I'm running out of health and I got one hit left before I die. And all my computer characters have full health because the computer doesn't even target them with their projectiles. Like the things that just like, you know, they'll have like, meteors fall from the sky and they'll show the red marks on the ground where the meteors are going to land and they never seem to land where my computer characters are at oh so that was like when i played on the on the harder difficulty shit the computer characters died hella quick like not hella quick but they died in the regular difficulty though it was like the computer character were just there like okay you can switch off from this one to this one now and just keep going and I didn't want that. I wanted a better balance um, between the two different levels of difficulty uh, where I felt like I shouldn't feel like fighting Thanos was easy. But nigga, fighting Thanos is a level 49 on normal difficulty was one of the easiest parts of the entire game. Mm. And he wasn't the final boss, but he was the second to last boss. And he's Thanos. So it shouldn't have been easy for me. Like this should have been like a real, like I, I, I just, if I could just touch the hem of his garment type moment, if I could just get one more hit, but if I get one more hit, I'm going to die. Oh my God, here comes this big thing that's going to affect the entire room. I'm going to die. What am I going to do? That only happened when I played on a higher difficulty. Um, I, I just watched the movie twice last week. I watched it once um, and still cried. Um, I did. I did not. I came really close. I watched it. I watched it with Pooh Bear, and I I came really close. I was I was looking at her reaction. But see, here's the problem: she hadn't seen all of the movies, so like there was a lot that I had to like pause and explain because I, I rented it uh, through Google. Um, so there's a lot that I had to pause to explain, especially like the going back in time scenes. Just like yeah, all of this shit is from previous movies that you haven't seen. So they kind of took something away from it. I was looking at her reaction, and she was just like, yeah, but a friend of mine already told me that Herman does. Like, that was pretty much her thing. Like, I already knew this was going to happen. Yeah, Bella finally, I bought it. Like, well, I pre-ordered it, so it finally came out, and Gogo was able to finally watch it last week. Or, yeah, last week. And she knew that Iron Man passed away, and she still was like, Dad, that was, that was just great acting. And so... 
I watched that and cried. And then I went, <laughs> I went and watched the now completely, well, not completely inappropriate, but now the eyebrow raising Tropic Thunder. That movie is still hilarious, bro. Like it, it's sure problematic it as shit. Yeah, shout out to Tom Cruise, man. Yeah, like, like the, the first time you watched that, you just like, wait, that was Tom Cruise, right? It that movie was so to see Robert Downey Jr. in that in that role versus him as Iron Man was just like such a wow. Like he back in this, he didn't, you know, you didn't, you would have never known that he'd be Iron Man. Um, the voices on uh, Ultimate um, Alliance didn't really work for me because I was so rooted into the movie voices. But that's not a knock on the voices. The voice work was good. It just yeah, and then like the the other one that they're making, like they got like the normal voice actors to play all of these characters. Like they got like um, Troy Baker to be like Captain America and shit like that. And it's like, and um, what's his name? The, the, the guy who does the voices and everything. Um, he, uh, he is Nathan Drake and quite a few other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like Iron Man or some shit. And it's just like, uh, I guess like it's, it's, I think it's going to be a situation to where it's like, they were really not going to pony up the money to pay them to do voices for a video game. Oh no, no, not voices at all. For, What's this for an animated TV show? Likely. Um, you know, what they're doing, the, the animated what if uh, TV show. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they could pay them for that because, you know, that's a TV show that they're making themselves. So, like, it's a, it's a you know, Disney could just throw the money, like, but somebody just got a license. Like, we're not giving this to somebody who just got a fucking license, not for free. Like, this, I mean, or not for cheap. Like, this ain't. We we ain't got it like that to just hand out a whole bunch of money being the, being a the game developer. We I can't pay for Robert Downey Jr. Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And that and that's the reason why the, the the characters look fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is like with that that trailer of the uh, I think it's that I think it's being made by Activision. That that Avengers game, all of them look like you know like they're fucking stunt doubles uh, because none of them can look like what we expect these characters to look like. So the last thing before we dip out that I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> I got one more after two. There was a um, TSA contractor working at security guard in an airport in upstate New York. I saw was the fired for passing a note to a passenger reading you ugly. Like, okay, when in the soul plane madness is this? In late July, Neil Strassner said he was going through security before his flight when a woman guard handed him a a folded up piece of cardboard. He walked away and says the guard yelled, you gonna open the note after him? That's when he found the message and heard the guard laughing. (laughs) Strassner was so confused at being held, handed a juvenile insult by an authority figure tasked with checking his person for weapons, that he filed a freedom of information request for the security footage. Footage shows security worker writing and handing off the note, laughing too hard and a joke that was not very good, and then writing a second note. 
After the guard was fired, Strassner wrote in an email that he thought TSA handled the situation properly, but was curious about what the second note said. And so do I. I am curious. For real. For real. I think so. I want to know what the fuck that shit said. Like, for some, like, what? Okay, first of all, I I saw the headline. I didn't actually see um, the guy. Um, so like, was, was it really that bad? Yeah. Wow. Like, but I, I'd like, my first thought was what in the soul plane nonsense is this? Right. Like y'all got Monique working there? Like, I want to see a picture of his face. I do. I'm about to look him up. Is he ugly? These are the questions. (laughs) I don't want to, you know what? Stop, 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 Derek, stop. You just talked about how because no no matter what it was it was fucked up for her to do that and highly unprofessional and um he there's no cause or impetus for her to do something like that that is just straight up shitty yeah it was and is it like you're just trying to you're trying to you're just trying to take a Take a flight, you know what I mean? Like you're just trying to get on a plane, and then someone just kind of fucks. That's something that just kind of fucks your day up for no reason. I did reason. not know that I had to wear my Armani suit to get onto a flight, madam. You know what I mean? Like nigga, it is literally four fifteen in the morning. I am running for this gate because I fell asleep late after drinking too much with the homies out here in Vegas. I'm trying to zip through as quickly as possible. My hair is not good. My teeth may be brushed, and you're stopping me to hand me a note to say I'm ugly. If I don't come back over there and read you. Yeah, you don't. <sighs> I don't know what happened if that happened to me. Like, how, how do I deal with this? Like, don't... I, don't, I don't know how I would deal <clears throat> with this. Because, like, that, at the very least, that has to be startling, like. For for you to someone to hand you a like hand you a right, and right. then and then for you to read it and it just says you ugly. It's just like and then to shout out, you gonna read it? Read it? <laughs> you gonna you gonna read it? Homebred, <laughs> 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 like <laughs> guess what I got for you? You gonna read that? Like you gonna read your cornbread? Right, fire yourself, like yo. Yeah, like how did and like for real with. Okay, part of it with all of the stuff that was happening with TSA agents and stuff like that uh, earlier, um, with them having to work unpaid and stuff like that, you would expect more of this shit to happen like around men. Uh, but like, like now, like, what reason do you have to do this? Like, was she dared to do this? It didn't snitch. I don't, I don't know. They didn't really give any explanation. She said they just said, "Nigga, you fired." Yeah, I I want I want to I I really want to hear her side of the story. Right, like what exactly went through your mind where it was like I need to tell this dude that he's ugly. Yeah, what exactly was the the like why this one person was the person that you had to tell that they were ugly? Okay, my real question is how many other people that you did this to that didn't actually say anything. Because this can't be the first time. Right? This can't, It can't be the first time. Did you expect him to laugh and be like, you got me? 
G golly shucks. Man, my face ain't the best right now, but you got me. Hey, <laughs> this is her. It's the best. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Right? <laughs> my wife would have been like, bitch, <laughs> if you don't check her, I'm a checker. And I'd be like, we got to go for the flight. And then they would have been fired before we got off the flight. Yeah. I do. Yeah. That's this. There's so many layers to a really simple story. Mm-hmm. There's so many, so many layers. Like, I didn't know that she said, are you going to open the note? <laughs> like, wait. Like, like I said, I only saw the headline. So the fact that she did it, it was just in, in like brought his attention to it. Like, Hey, you, you gonna read that? All he had to do was drop the note into his bag. He gets yep. on the plane, goes all the way home, opens up his bag. There's a note that says, you ugly. He don't know who did it. Your job is safe. Exactly. But he screamed out, you going to open it? A player. <laughs> you going to read your poem, friend? <laughs> A playboy, you gonna open that? <laughs> like, yo, how is this? How do you think this? This is literally the worst way to get fired because you didn't have to do this. Yeah, none of this was necessary, and you. This is one of those things where you get fired and you are pretty much done. Like your career is pretty much fucked. Yeah. Because you can't hide this one. So no, go no. ahead. What what was the uh story that you wanted to talk about or the thing you wanted to talk about? Um back back to the beginning of the uh show. Um I've been playing Madden. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing the face of the franchise mode. Mm-hmm. And I actually like it quite a bit. Now here's the thing. As I, uh, the the few people that I've seen play this game, it's a it's a you start off as a quarterback, um, and you play through like you play through like the playoff, the college uh, playoff. You play like two games for the college playoffs, and then you get drafted. And how well you do, and then how you and they have a little short thing of uh, where you have to combine. You just got to make throws. You're you're always a quarterback in this in this part of the game. Um, um, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, well, mostly I enjoy it because it's not the 2K thing where I got to spend money to make my character better. Um, it's just how well I do. I get more points and I can put it to my character and, and make him dope. But like almost everybody who I know who've played this game, we're all getting sent to the same fucking team. We all end up playing for the fucking Raiders. I'm so sorry. I said, like eighty percent of us that I've seen that I've seen play this game, we're all starting off at the Raiders. We're all getting drafted by the Raiders, which is weird because one guy he actually like um, did a, a YouTube uh, um, a YouTube series on it, and he did one and he did what he would normally do, and then he recorded himself going back through it several times, and then he actually released the one that he got everything right. You got everything right in order to be the number one pick. Still Raiders. Like, why are they pushing the Raiders on us like this? Right. I, um, but I but I enjoy it the same way that I enjoy the the career mode of, of 
NBA Live, which is delayed. Um, the, the new one is delayed. No, no, nigga. Not only is it delayed, they went ahead and just updated the rosters for 2019. No, so no, 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 no. On the Clippers. No, let me tell you. I, I've, I've actually witnessed this because me and Pooh Bear went through it um, uh, about, about a week or so ago. Um, they updated the rosters based off of the trades, but they didn't put any of the new people in. They didn't put the, they didn't put the rookies in the game yet. So Anthony Davis has left. But Zion ain't there. Zion so ain't there. just went from okay to just being like. But, and, then, and, then here's the, and then here's the weird thing. Some of the players that, are, that were in the game last year that retired are now considered free agents. So like you start, a, you start a new game and like Dwayne Wade gets drafted or gets uh, picked up by somebody and Dirk gets picked up by somebody and like, like Dirk plays for the fucking Raptors and like shit like that, like weird shit. Um, I mean, I already had some weird shit. Like um, my, my before before this update, um, my character uh, plays for um, plays for the Cavs. The, my last character plays for the Cavs, and they picked up Carmelo Anthony. So, like, I'm playing and I'm on the Cavs, but like Carmelo Anthony is there, and that that part of it is just kind of fucking weird. Um, and then, like when when Pooh Bear just started playing, like she played after the update. But like seeing like Dirk on the on the Raptors and like um, and 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 Dwayne Wade being picked up by somebody and all of this other weird stuff. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of weird shit. And then like the fact that ain't no Zion. Like I don't even really care about none of the other rookies. Like I don't care about that Taco dude. I don't care about none of that shit. But like at the very least, like. Put Zion on the fucking Pelicans and like, like, let's do this. If we're gonna do this, let's do this. But like, nope, they just they just shifted around everybody who uh, who who was on trades and everybody who retired or is no longer on a team is just a free agent. And the moment you start, they get picked up by everybody. I just so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm pretty much burnt out on sports video games because at first, like, I, I was excited about the steps they were taking on NBA a lot to just update the rosters or whatever it may be. And I was excited about the WNBA being a focal point in NBA Live, but. Well, like. well, 2K is doing the more focused. The WNBA players are in the, the the current live game, but you can only unlock you can only unlock them and play with them in like the street ball games or like the the the, the, the like the pro am leagues and stuff like that. You can play with them. You can play with them there, um, but there isn't like if you like Pooh Bear. I kept trying to tell her, like, don't create a woman, like create a dude. And then she was just like, well, why? I want to be a woman. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. But you're not going to be able to level up your character because with these program games, you don't get a lot of points because it's not a full NBA or WNBA game. It's just most of these games are to 21. And like, you can't really rack up the stats that you can to level up your character better by doing this and you're not, you're not really going to go online to try to, you know, to try to level up and all this kind of stuff. So like, you're just stuck um, 
with this character that you can barely use. At least if you create a dude, he can go into the NBA and go from there. And she she got drafted by the um she got drafted by the Lakers. But she's a small forward. So how tall was she able to make her a uh, WNBA player? Um, it's there's a max, like depending on what what uh whether you create a guard, a wing, or or a big. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a max. I think she did put. I did. I think she did max out her WNBA player. But um, but like I said, she played through the beginning of the game, and I was just kind of like, yeah, you're gonna need to create a dude. I'm because just. Because she was just like, I don't, I can't really do anything and I can't really level up my character. And I was like, yeah, because you didn't create a dude and go into the NBA, which kind of sucks. Can you imagine, a, 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 like her, her, both of her characters, the male and female, they both have the Vince Carter archetype. Imagine bringing that into the WNBA. That would be fantastic. I would. I mean, it, it completely fucks up the WNBA because you know dunking is not really a, a huge thing there uh, until Brittany Griner, who just got into a fight. Um, yes, she did. Yeah, she was she was about that life at the moment. Like I, I only saw that one. I mean, play. the the player elbowed her in the face and then ran. Like that was some punk stuff. I can't remember which uh, which player it was in the NBA who had punched somebody and then ran off to the other side of the court. But that was essentially what the girl or the woman did that, that hit Brittany. And it was a yeah. move. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I don't I'm, know. But, but yeah, I, going back, I really do like the, I, I like the face of the franchise mode with the exception of one thing. When you play the, the when you play the college games, um, it's slight spoiler for people. Um, you you start off and it's it's um, it's videos. So like you, it, I mean it's um, FMV uh, of like your character. You create your character and stuff like that about being recruited to whatever college you choose. And they actually have a few colleges in there. And um, as soon as you get there, they say, "Oh, so and so decommitted and is coming here." So you don't get to play any of your college except for those two those two games, and the whole thing is about like the 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 pressure of not playing four fucking years of your college experience, but have to play these two games because that guy got hurt. And like everything that you do, everything that you are depends on these two games. And you and if you don't win the first game, you don't get to play the second game. And then what makes it worse is like for all of it, you are only your character, except for the two college games. The two college games you play it just like regular ass men, which is weird. It's like why why am I not locked into my character for these games? Like so like every so like I haven't played a Madden that that I wasn't just one character in a very long time. I had to figure out how to fuck to play defense. Cause like I, you know, last couple times I played Madden, I was only that one dude. I I created a dude, I put him on the team, and I just played just a quarterback or a running back. So I had to figure out how to play the fucking game again. But just for those two games, after that, I'm just my character. 
which I thought was weird. Yeah. Think I can do without it. Yeah, I I mean I have EA access, so I'm doing my EA access trial right now. So I'm so I didn't I didn't pay anything extra for this. So it is 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 it's been fun so far. I've used about half of my trial. Okay. For those for those of you that don't know that you get you get a free ten hours. Yeah. So now I'm uh prepping for Link's Awakening on the Switch. And um I've never uh, I'm so. clearing out the queue of other games. So I'm playing Super Mario Brothers U uh on the Switch. And I finished Yoshi, but Scar and I are gonna end up doing a video game, like a thirty minute video game review show. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be on Patreon, so that's all going to come about. Y'all wait for that. Uh, we got to go. Yeah, we do. Shout out to the people. Like We, we appreciate y'all. Yep, power to the people. Yeah, and and um, Scarcasm is uh, currently in the midst of all guest August, um, which is dope. Um, you know, sign-ups sign happened in the Discord channel. So um, it, whenever we do something else like this, I'm thinking about doing it twice a year instead of all guest August. But August, August sounds like a thing. It sounds awesome. Yeah, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to put that. I was going to do like whatever month is opposite August, but it's not going to sound as cool as August, August. No, nothing's going to sound as cool. Nope. So check your boy out. Yep. And I'm and I'm going to get back to painting soon. Good. Good. I think I think it will be good. There's a there's a piece of mind that comes with painting that I that I haven't really gotten a whole lot of lately. Y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you. Peace, Peace. y'all. Peace, y'all.